Welcome to your Canadians Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast featured on allhabs.net brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, with your hosts, Joe Whalen and Rick Stevens. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged, and entertained. My name is Joseph Whalen, and I'm going to be your host for this very special bonus edition of the Canadians Connection podcast. And I'm pleased to be joined in studio, as always, by the, the editor in chief, the founder, the president of Rocket Sports Media. Mr. Rick Stevens. And Rick, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. Um, it feels a little different. This feels a little yeah, different. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're seeing each other and, and uh, a little bit uh, earlier in the week than we usually do, but it's special. There's a special feeling about this. Um, it's kind of nice. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we have a very special interview and, and you and you, uh, you had a very special conversation with Isha and Dylan of the Hockey Podcast Network. We're going to be getting to that. Uh, there's there's more of it. It's great. It's a great conversation. That's but Rick, sure. we should say that we're here, as you said, a little bit earlier than we than we usually are in the week. Uh, and and boy, oh boy, we, we talked about fantasy hockey on the mm-hmm. last on the on episode 126. And if you haven't checked out episode 126. You want to go ahead and check out uh, that episode. It was a very fun, inter- a very fun episode where we discussed a lot of things: uh, Carey Price, the firing of Stefan Waite, Mark Berzervan's presser, and much more. But we talked about our matchup in fantasy hockey, which which ended up being a back and forth Seesaw, affair. Yeah, all week, yeah. back and forth. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, well, two titans of of fantasy hockey, I would say. Yes, matched yeah. up against, and I'm sure the rest of the league would agree. Uh, that with, that with, is yeah with that characterization that I is very much the case yeah, yeah. and sure. and this is for me i go from battling you mm-hmm. to battling our friend and colleague mike rashel who by the way is leading the whole darn <laughs> all habs fantasy hockey league for now yeah for now yeah. for now as of as of now he is but he has been uh, at the top of the all habs fantasy league for for a couple weeks now and now I have to battle him after battling you. And then I think I had a couple of weeks ago, I had a battle with Amy Johnson. So it just doesn't stop coming. Wow. These uh, very intense battles that we have here you're, on the All Abs Fantasy Hockey League. You're going to want to keep a close eye on him because he's constantly yeah. in there making tweaks to his lineup, adding, dropping. Um, you're, yeah, no, you're going to have to have your wits about you this week. That's for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a battle. That is for sure. But but, uh, uh, but yeah, we we had our wits about us on 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 Saturday, and uh, what a terrific episode of the Canadians Connection that was episode one twenty six. Um, we had a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot happened last week with Mark Bergeron's firing of Stefan Wade, his hiring of 
of uh, Sean Burke, who's currently in, in quarantine. Um, and uh, we, we went through and we, we examined the press conference. Uh, we had some great audio throughout, including yeah. a bit of audio from, from Carrie Price. And uh, it, it was just uh, it was a, a very full episode uh, where we covered all kinds of topics. And then uh, we went to our big topic. Yeah. And Alex Burroughs. And we talked about him taking the reins as an assistant coach for this team. And that's where the interview with Isha and Dylan comes in, because our listeners who listened to episode 126 heard a conversation about Alex Burroughs. What they didn't know was that there was a whole other part of that interview that we have that we are going to uh, to hear today on this edition, this special edition of uh, the Canadians Connection podcast, an interview, a conversation, a continuation of that conversation that you had with Isha and Dylan from the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, that's right, because, I, I mean, as, as we said when we sat down, uh, we just... The conversation's easy with them. They're great hockey guys. Uh, they're located on Vancouver Island. They got a, a good eye on the the Vancouver Canucks, um, and uh, the the conversation spread from Alex Burrows, uh, which was which was very insightful about his career. And you're going to want to listen to that uh, episode 126 yeah. of the Canadians Connection. But we continued on. Um, because the Canadians, of course, this week facing uh, the Vancouver Canucks twice, and um, and we continued our discussion with Isha and Dylan uh, ab- about that series. So once again, here's Isha and Dylan from the Hockey Podcast Network sitting down with Rick to talk about the Habs-Canucks series. Thanks, Joe. Uh, well, it's my great pleasure uh, to be joined by uh, two. Uh, they become my favorite people. I love talking to them. Um, Isha Jerome and Dylan uh, Kayser. I, I knew I was going to s- stumble on that. Uh, from the Hockey Podcast Network, uh, gentlemen, thanks for uh, being w- with us here on the Canadians Connection. Oh, thank you, Rick. You're one of our favorite people, too. Yeah, thanks so much for having us, man. It's been a, a full month uh, since the uh, the Canadians and uh, Vancouver. We were seeing you every, you know, uh, every, <laughs> oh, we know. every second day. It was uh, five times over the course of of two weeks, uh, the last being Groundhog Day, February 2nd, where the Habs beat the Canucks 5-3. And Montreal took uh, nine of a possible 10 points over over that span. Now, what's happened in the meantime? Uh, Canadians didn't have a particularly... I mean, they were flying high at that point, 7-1-2, the last game with Vancouver, and uh, they went into a bit of a funk in... in, uh, uh, February, uh, winning two of their last 10. Uh, the Canucks, um, not a great February either. Uh, but on Thursday night, we saw uh, Vancouver uh, silence uh, the powerful Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, what do you expect for, uh, for these, this series of games coming up next week? Oh, I'm, I'm scared because uh, it's interesting that in all the divisions, but especially the, the Canada division here, the North Division, um, it seems like teams have each other's numbers. They've kind of figured out what 
what that team can do. And if they have a counter that that's works much like what the Montreal Canadians have been doing to the Vancouver Canucks, we haven't seen much change in, in those equations. I mean, you look at like the senators having a few teams numbers as well, and it just being hard for them to, the you know, for other teams to beat them, you know, Canadians. Um, <laughs> and then you see other teams like the Winnipeg jets where the Vancouver Canucks kind of, you know, play a decent game against them, come out with a, a win by no means like a, a dominant win. And then, you know, the second game in that series, the Winnipeg jets come back in like five, two victory over the Canucks with the Canadians they honestly more so than even the Toronto Maple Leafs have been dominating the Canucks in every single part of the ice in the defensive game obviously goaltending and scoring and Dylan I mean I don't want to say his name but there's a certain player on the Montreal Canadian that just ruffles my feathers right now yeah former uh, Vancouver Canuck Tyler Toffoli I'm, I'm assuming that's who you're talking 14 about 14 goals on the season uh, unbelievable. half of them are against the Canucks no unbelievable but yeah I mean I still feel like we haven't seen the true Vancouver Canucks I think they're better than what we're seeing right now they played you know it, the record shows a bad February, but most of those games, they actually played fairly well. They were in it till probably the last five minutes of the game. Late collapses, yeah. Late collapses. So, you know, hopefully they can figure that out moving uh, forward into March here. But I think we're going to see two teams that are fairly even right now. Two teams that want to rebound and are really going to fight for it. Yeah, I think the Canucks, their their core pieces are there, and maybe it was a slow start for a few of them, like Pedersen, for example. Hughes has come out of the gate. He's as advertised. He's an offensive first play-driving defenseman. He's not going to play the two-way game first and foremost, and that's fine. So no one's been criticizing him. Like I said, Pedersen was a little slow out of the gate, but Brock Besser, Bo Horvat, again, the core of this team, Thatcher Demko uh, between the pipes, they've all been solid. What the Vancouver Canucks need from even just a managerial level and from an on-ice uh, play level this season is to make sure that the the people around them, the Roussels, the Beagles, you know, the Jake Vertanens, all these players, the third, second liners, that they step up and or are addressed on a managerial uh, perspective and, and there's new players there or different pieces moving forward because they're not helping this team at all. So I've got Besser, Horvat, and Hughes in my fantasy team, so I have a personal oh. stake in seeing them do well. There you go. Uh, but you mentioned uh, Jake Vertanen and, and uh, had a great game against the, the Leafs on, on Thursday. It uh, looked like that power forward driving to the net. Um, but he's been rumored in, in uh, trade talks, and is this the, the, uh, the kind of classic showcase with uh, him getting extra time? I mean, it's quite possible. I mean, the, the thing with Jake Vertanen is he played great in that game against Toronto, but we only seem to see those games every 15 or 20 games. You know, he'll go silent for long periods of time, and then he'll come out with a great game. So it's it's hard to gauge a player like Jake Vertanen. I remember two games that he's played, you know, on this level. Uh, one was against the Anaheim Ducks, and one was, like, one of his first games in the National Hockey. And the Anaheim Ducks game, shoot, I think that was in his, like, second or third year with the Canucks, where he just had Getzlaff's number and was living rent-free in his head all game. Other than that, Rick, like, this guy, he has all the tools just doesn't use them. There's games where either he's just coasting out there, he's not driving the net, playing with passion, like we saw him, you know, play with uh, Thursday night, and he has the he has a good shot too. We saw that one snipe shot where I honestly thought he uh, it was a sauce pass and it was tipped by it was a Hoaglander got dead in front of the net there, but no, he sniped that one. The, the goaltender had no idea that that was coming. So again, the tools are there, but we just don't see it enough. Where he his values dropped so much from where he was drafted originally, and I think. 
think now if if he gets showcased and plays a little bit more and gets those extra minutes and play like shows even a fraction of what he showed on Thursday, the Canucks they move him and then they run. Like I heard, the Anaheim Ducks wanted to um, offer was it Danton Heinen's Danton a deal. Heinen, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. You take that. You you work whatever money you have to do to appease Anaheim and Jake's <laughs> latter half of his deal, which is what like two point five three million dollars against the books. I think it's like a two cap hit. You make that happen whatever way you can, Aquilini, because Heinen at least has points on the season. Jake has three. Well, I think for Jake too, a change of scenery would be good for the guy. I mean, he is playing in his hometown, which for some players can be a curse. At well, the end we of the know day. it's a distraction. There've yeah. been there there've been reports on it every season from his rookie season. Yeah, there comes a camp out of shape. He's either too many late nights at the Roxy or is you know <laughs> a drama with his with his posse. This and this and that. You know. Well, and he called out the uh, by name Twitter warriors last night in uh, in his interview. So uh, that was good. It's, that it's was getting good. to yeah. No, I I I, I approve. Um, listen, do we have a a, a a goaltending controversy in Vancouver? Um, <laughs> I, I've got to say that I'm a big fan of Thatcher Demko. Followed him closely when he was uh, and interviewed him when he was with the U.S. national team and and in Utica. Um, just, uh, you know, he's got that quirky goalie, quiet personality and, uh, and I'm, I'm certainly cheering, not when he plays the Canadians, but I'm certainly (laughs) cheering for him. Yeah. I mean, he's, he surprised me a bit in his consistency being still such a, a, not a young goaltender in age, but a young goaltender in his experience in the national hockey league. Um, he's played under a hundred games. Uh, but I think he's. Again, he has all the tools and he's using them. And what separates Thatcher Demko from a lot of young, whether you want to call him a prospect or just a young goaltender in pro hockey and in the NHL is when the Canucks give him tasks to work on, he he answers right away and says, "Give me the you know the next list." And the Canucks get to the point where that list is is you know, is becoming very very short, and he's becoming a top goaltender in the National Hockey League and the starter for the Vancouver Canucks. And I think for his development, getting Braden Holtby uh, onto the Vancouver Canucks was a great move because then he's not forced to be the guy right away. You know, it's his job to take, but if he needs some time off. You know, he, we're not going to push him to play 60, 70 games uh, in a regular season. No, it's going to be more of a split between him and Holpe, and, and it gives him an opportunity to get his feet wet. And look, I was really vocal on the Canucks uh, walking away from Jacob Markstrom, not because I wasn't confident in that Demko could be a solid goaltender. I was just I was just blown away with the fact that you have a top five goaltender in the, in the NHL, and there's no argument there that that's what Jacob Markstrom is right now, and you walked away from him. Usually when you have a... a key piece like that you you do what you can to to keep him and i know the calgary flames aren't in good shape that is not on jacob markstrom he's been killing it for them i gotta ask you about first of all i should say that one of my favorite places to see a game in uh, the ahl is in utica it's a small building the fans are nuts it's just absolutely awesome in there um, but I just want to ask about one of the defensive prospects, that being Jack Rathbone, because it sounds like he's had a pretty good uh, start to his pro career. Interesting case, Jack Rathbone. I think it would have done well for his development to stay one more year in college. I believe he only played, what, two or three two or three two, years there? Yeah. The, two years? Okay, his talent is, is unbelievable. And it was, I mean, this guy's character is awesome. Um, he's a hard worker both in the academic side and in as a professional athlete. I think it, it would have, like I said, it would have been good for his development to play one more year in college. I don't. I'm glad the Canucks aren't rushing him too much. We expect him to play games on their, you know, thin blue line right now, where they've had injuries and they're kind of just trying out, you know, different casts with different uh, amount of minutes. But I think as far as the AHL, it, it, it's 
it's not hindering his development, um, but I think we'll really see him... What do you think, Dylan? Blossom in the next couple years up and down with the National Hockey League in the HL? Yeah, and there's an opportunity for him because, I mean, you look at this Vancouver Canucks roster and there's not many young defensemen. There's a no, few there, defensemen that are on their way out in the next couple years. You know, Alex Edler, his contract's up. There's a few more guys. So I think that spot's going to be there for him if he can take it. I mean, right now, five points in three games, it's looking pretty good in the AHL. He's definitely, you know, he his talents there i think like every young defensive prospect it's it's the two-way game with the, you know the big boys in the ahl and then it's okay how can you further fine-tune that with the big boys in the nhl well listen i could talk hockey with you two all day long <laughs> and i wish we could uh but before we go um tell the tell our listeners a bit about the the hockey podcast network and and we're thrilled to be partnered with with you guys and and uh, maybe tell them well tell me what what we've gotten ourselves into here. Well, it's like you said, Rick. It's been a great partnership thus far. We love talking hockey with you. I know, like in our business side meetings, we end up just talking hockey for half it's the time. <laughs> so it's good we're able to do it on a podcast, and we're excited to bring you and the team on. You know, our podcasts respectively. But uh, we got a, a lot of great things brewing here at the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, it, it's cool to actually say that it's the leading hub for you know hockey podcasts out there. Dylan and I recognized uh, that 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 space needed to be filled. Uh, there's a lot of podcast networks. There's a lot of great sports podcast networks, but let's be honest especially down south where those are the those are the bulk of the listeners those are the bulk of, bulk of the people uh, in north america football and we're talking american football um you know even the mls is growing there but you know the big four hockey it, it took a couple canadians to do it yeah ho- hockey's, <laughs> you you know, well, hockey's not not one of that's not the sport that's watched the most so we needed we like dylan said we needed some canadians to fill in the void and we really needed to create this hub for all those hockey fans down south and in canada where you know outside of Sportsnet and shoot tsn these days which is even dwindling you know there's not a lot of just a ton of non-stop hockey content and we're excited that we could fill you know the market um well i, I guess even build on the market that we had in the montreal canadians with our friends um at Habs nightly with uh, the team at allhabs.net well we're thrilled to be a part of it both the canadians connection and the press zone are par- part now of the hockey podcast network um no matter it what team you're interested in uh there's a podcast for you uh, in the neighborhood of 50 uh, podcast shows uh that you can tap into um hockey podcast uh the Hockey Podcast Network is is where you want to head. Uh, tell people where they can uh, find you on the web, on Twitter, uh, and how they might reach out to you. Yeah, you can find myself on Twitter at DYL underscore THPN, and you can follow my show, The Stick Hungry Podcast, uh, covering the San Jose Sharks for the Hockey Podcast Network. You can follow that on Twitter at Stick Hungry Pod. Actually, some uh, clear Montreal fans might uh, recognize one of my co-hosts, Kyle McLaren. Uh, oh. He's fa- infamous for that hit on uh, Richard Zednick. Yeah. Now, he says it was his tricep, but we all know it was an elbow, Kyle. <laughs> I, I've convinced him that it was a dirty hit. I've, I've convinced him. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, Kyle. Kyle's a huge, and you follow myself at Vi Sports Talk. I uh, I do a craft beer and uh, Minnesota hockey based podcast called the Soda Pod. So you can give that a, a follow. We do live streams every Sunday and Wednesday, and the podcast comes out every Monday and Thursday. My co-host, he, he's you know in the Twin Cities, and it's honestly Rick. Minnesota, it's more of a it's more of a Canadian province than I think in even a U.S. state. <laughs> like it is the state of hockey. 
Milwaukee there and from the high school level to the, you know the two junior A leagues that that it hosts to all the the college hockey and the and the NHL it's 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 unbelievable so I'm really honored to be plugged into that um, market that community and uh, that shows a lot of fun and as far as the network you can follow us at HockeyPodNet on all social media uh, Instagram YouTube Twitter Twitch the whole shebang Facebook we're there most active on Twitter and uh, two great things that are happening next week is we have another bracket uh, challenge tournament and contest at HockeyPodNet on Twitter uh, with you know our partnership uh, uh, with DraftKings so that will be a lot of fun Dylan do you want to just tease that a little bit yeah so uh, we're going to be doing a best rookie performances of the decade bracket uh, I won't spill the beans of what players are on the list but uh, we got some interesting names up there so it should be a lot of fun yeah so we're kind of you know you're going to be voting on the polls based on you know who had the best rookie performance so Though, you know, let's be honest, McDavid, he is on that list. There's some people who, you know, could challenge his rookie season. We're going to see an upset, I think. We're going to see a couple upsets. So so we're really excited about that. And then one one last plug here, Rick. Uh, everyone, if you haven't seen already, if you do subscribe to, to any of uh, of these shows or if anything, or the Hockey Podcast Network, anything that Rick has shared, uh, We're All a Little Crazy is a new podcast uh, that we're in partnership yeah. with uh, the same here, Global Mental Health Movement. Uh, Theron Fleury, Darren Raval, Eric Cusins um, are the hosts of that show and they're really you know breaking down the door uh, on mental health and approaching the conversation in a very different way than what we've seen organizations do to kind of take over that space so we're really excited about that the teaser is up now and all uh, podcast apps we're all a little crazy um, and again Rick just thanks for the time man we, we could talk hockey all day and uh, we're excited to do it again soon well the hockey podcast network Isha, Dylan, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll definitely do this soon. Thanks again. Awesome. Thanks, thanks Rick. Go Canucks, go. <laughs> that was a great interview. It was fantastic, and it was a great continuation from episode 126 of the Canadians Connection podcast. And, yeah, Isha and Dylan, just just great guys. Wonderful guys. Uh, lots of good information. Uh, great podcasters. Um, we not only you heard it, us talking not only about the the Habs and Canucks, but uh, as well about the Hockey Podcast Network and the interesting yeah. things that uh, that they've got going. The new podcast that they're adding, one with Theron Flurry, um, and certainly our affiliation. Uh, we're proud to be part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and it was uh, great to have them on again here for this very special edition of the Canadians Connection. Absolutely. It was uh, it was fantastic. And uh, Rick, we will say that uh, we will be back on Saturday for a regular edition of the Canadians Connection podcast. But thank you to all of our listeners for joining us for this very special bonus edition of the Canadians Connection podcast. Thank you for listening. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Visit allhabs.net for breaking news about the Montreal Canadiens.